you are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? I am uh, <clears throat> monitoring flights. I am uh, I am checking uh, 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 Philadelphia airport flight schedules <laughs> uh, to make sure that there isn't uh, uh, any uh, un- unnecessary and unwanted passengers on any planes mm. flying up mm. to Philadelphia for any interviews. Or actually, you know, is it is it Philadelphia or is it Florida? Because I feel it like, like it's Florida. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like there was a very complicated series of tweets that I saw from Josina Anderson where she was having to correct that, that they are actually having to fly to Florida to have an interview interview for the uh, for Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. I, th- this reminds me of the good old days, like in 2005, 2006, when we used to be able to track Jerry Jones's uh, plane to go look at free agents. Like I remember the Aiken yeah. Adele free agency was a big yeah. one, following Jerry Jones to Jacksonville to and, and go now get we have- Aiken Adele. And now we have to get into like you know maritime law to make sure that we're not uh, you know doing anything illegal while tracking uh, <laughs> while tracking the yacht uh, to Rome. Oh man, oh, the good old days. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Landon, we got some some actual news. Uh, Kellen Moore has been requested uh, to interview for the head coaching job of the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I'm not sure if he's actually accepted the invitation yet. Right? Yeah. It sounds like he probably has and. The Eagles are inviting him to come and talk to them. But first and foremost, what was your initial reaction when you heard that Kellamore or that at least the Eagles had interest in Kellamore? <laughs> there you go. Uh, that was your reaction. I was laughing at what my reaction was because I think my reaction was similar to like when Scooby Doo would get surprised. Like, oh, like it was, it was. <laughs> It, it it really was shocking, right? Like it was surprising. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I definitely remember reading it and, and going, wait, I, you know, because like in the in the morning, like you, before you've had coffee, you're kind of just perusing Twitter and like you're ki- picking up keywords, and the keywords weren't adding up for me, and I was like, wait, no, no, no I got I need to go back and read it. Yeah, yeah, uh, it, yeah. It it was surprising. It was shocking. Um, you know, I don't, I don't blame them. I mean, I, I think Kellen Moore is a fantastic coach, uh, but I, yeah, I mean, the more I thought about it, like, I, I don't know why. I mean, I, I, first of all, I think you have to, you have to at least allow him to go, right? Certainly have to. Allow, I mean, I don't yeah, think, it, there's I think not a choice, him, even yeah. yeah. But even, even, even if there wasn't, like, I think you, you, you'd let him go, right? Like, if it was, it, I think after the whole situation with uh, Eberflus. Uh, you know, you, you, you need to like mm-hmm. allow these guys to have opportunities, and I think it it ends up helping you on the back end. So anyways, I to me, I don't think that the Eagles are uh, a real threat here to take Kellen Moore. I, I, I because a I I don't know that he's the front runner for them. 
you know, and, and probably B, not. I think there's other guys that are yeah, higher up. Yeah. yeah, and B, also, I don't think Kellen Moore wants that job. I mean, I think if you look at the way, at what that job is, and look, I you know, I've I can hear Broadus and Jeff and a lot of these people saying, you know, uh, there's only 32 of these, you know, nah, 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 and that's absolutely true, right? That's absolutely true. But you're you're pretty sure that you've got you know one at least one of the best jobs you can have as a coach mm-hmm. uh, in your back pocket you know in, in a few years if you go to the Eagles now you probably burn the bridge there or I yeah because a lot of these coaches only get one shot yeah right? absolutely and and now you're going into a situation like does Kellen Moore want to go into that situation an unknown mm-hmm. situation with the quarterback and, and, and probably with potentially with a mandate from the owner to make it work with Carson Wentz. And, well, and, and, and that's what I was going to get to is I, I just wonder if the Eagles are looking for anybody that will tell them that they could fix Carson Wentz, right? Cause that's who they're ultimately probably going to hire, right? Yeah. The coach that comes into the interviews and say, Hey, I can fix Carson Wentz. Let me, let me have him." Rather than the coach, it's like, hey, I want to pick my own quarterback. Well, and I've and, got a feeling that Kellen Moore is going to want to pick his own guy. And honestly, here's the other thing. You know, I, I, I was listening to Charles Robinson on, on his podcast about talk about the situation. And, you know, I think, you know, ultimately what when push came to shove, Peterson didn't want to get rid of any of his assistants, any of his lieutenants, right? And I think mm-hmm. th- there was there was a mandate from Lurie to try to change, you know, some coaches, and he didn't want to do it. And and the reason he didn't want to do it, Marcus, is because he won the Super Bowl three years ago with a backup. So maybe get off his case. And that's, I guess, my other point to Kellen Moore is, do you really want to go to a place where the owner just dumped – uh, 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 just dumped the coach who took him to a Super Bowl less than you know five years ago with a again a backup quarterback uh, won the only you know Super Bowl in, in Philly uh, and, and 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 do you want to go to a job that where where Howie Roseman is is like the 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 evil whisperer in the king's ear that that has no, made them all know. old like Lord of the Rings? No, I, I you don't like you you save your chance. You've got a good gig. You're being paid a ton of money to be an offensive coordinator right now. With a with an inside track to get the like I said the best gig in football potentially with an owner who if anything loves his coaching staff too much and is too is too loyal to them so a better job opportunity for you so I, yeah I I just I ha- I think Kellen Moore is a pretty smart guy I, I think the Boise State to Boise State job to me was the only job that I thought that really was gonna get disrupt Kellen Moore from you know sure, potentially being sure. the Cowboys head coach at some point down the road. I, I guess I would be shocked if Kellen Moore did take this job, but what I do think is important is it does feel like the rest of the NFL has interest in Kellen Moore. Yeah. And it's only a matter of time before he does get a head coaching job. So uh, assuming he doesn't take this one with the Eagles, I don't think it would be all that surprising <laughs> if in 2022 he's the head coach somewhere else because He's he's really good. He's an offensive-minded guy that's creative, and that's what everybody's looking for right now. And if he has another successful year, and I think he will with Dak Prescott and all these weapons, he's going to be in demand uh, coming up in the you know by by this time next year. Hey, who, who knows? Who knows? Jacksonville may be looking for a coach in a yeah, couple well, of years. That's <laughs> a good segue. Let's get into that in just one second. Uh, but I wanted to tell you guys about Echelon. When it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as the feeling of accomplishment, of hitting your fitness goals, and feeling great about yourself. 
Uh, you can let's talk about some of our new goals this year. You know, I think everybody wants to lose that 15 pounds they put on during quarantine. Uh, Echelon can help you get there. Echelon offers that next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rolling machines, and their Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your home. Uh, their world-class instructors will motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes always available when you need them. And unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone. And one membership lifts up to five family members all work out at the same time. Right now, you can try any Echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Just go to echelonfit.com slash locked on. That's echelonfit.com slash locked on. All right, Landon, uh, you mentioned that Jacksonville job. We <laughs> saw Urban Meyer take, uh, you know, officially sign on with the Jaguars today. Uh, and it sounds like they have a new offensive coordinator in Scott Linehan, somebody who we are very familiar with. Hmm. Um, you actually didn't know this until we popped onto the show and doing a little bit of our pre-show. So, again, initial reactions of Scott Linehan potentially coaching up Trevor Lawrence. Uh Probably similar to what my reaction was in my head to the uh, the Scooby Doo, uh, more of a snicker, right? More of a, a, a la- of a <laughs> like a spit take, right? Uh, I, Trevor Lawrence better be getting ready to throw a million stop routes. Well, I mean, here's like really, and and, and, and to be honest, like. I know that there's there's a ton of hype, or there, I'm sure there's at least a lot of talk. I have, I have not spent a lot of time on Twitter today, but I'm sure that there's a lot of ton of talk and hype about this. I'm I'm not a fan of this, you know. I'm mm. not a fan of Urban Meyer, mm-hmm. and 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 I certainly don't know that Urban Meyer is about to come in here and take the NFL by storm. Um, I, I just I, I think that he. Uh, you know when I when I heard that that he was potentially coming into the NFL, uh, and I think this is why this is the funniest part about this, Marcus, is that when I heard that he was coming into the NFL, you heard all this talk about like how, you know, he was uh, he was gonna he was assembling a, a, a crew to come in and 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 you know uh, he's already got a, a coaching staff assembled, and so so when it was revealed that it was Scott Linehan, it was like oh okay, I, well I thought you were bringing like some inspired cast of of you know of of, of unbelievable coaches together and that's just yeah, not yeah. what this is and I don't know I, I just feel like the, the thing that made Urban Meyer so amazing or, or, or good as a college coach was the way he was in the room with the families and the, and the players and recruiting uh, I don't know what about him you know other than being a, a good football coach which is not quite enough to be an NFL coach mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know what about him necessarily screams uh, success at the NFL level w- why he's gonna you know succeed where so many others have failed like I, I, if Nick Saban can't do it like yeah, yeah. I, I, what what like what and Nick Saban's a much better X's and O's guy than Urban Meyer is. What what's what's Urban Meyer? What's Urban Meyer bringing to the table other than I guess some chutzpah as a former coach? Well, and even Nick Saban, you go look at his staff in Miami. It was actually pretty that's, good. You know, yeah, that's actually more close to what like you know I thought he was assembling. And, and let's be honest, Scott Linehan was on that was on that staff as well. Yeah. But but the Scott Linehan stock was also in a completely different place then. So was Jason Garrett. So was Jason Garrett <laughs> then than it was now. So I think that's worth keeping in mind. I mean, Dan, I don't. Dan hate, Quinn also I, on that on that on that. Roster. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate Scott Linehan. It's just. No. 
it just feels like we've kind of gone past these type of offensive coordinators, right? Like, yeah. listen, he helped develop Kellen Moore. I mean, he clearly saw something and, and, in Kellen Moore that he liked. And, but, and, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, as a, as a coach, for sure. I thought you meant as a player. I was like, well, No, yeah. I mean as a coach, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I, I think he does have an eye for talent that way. Well, and I just, think Dak Prescott, too. I mean, look, we say what we want. I mean, Jason Garrett and Scott Linehan both deserve some some credit for what they did with Dak Prescott. And I think that there's there's probably legitimate conversations of that's what Scott Linehan was selling himself. Yeah. So it's like, hey, you're you're bringing in uh, Trevor Lawrence, the number one pick. I've clearly had a, a track record with working with young quarterbacks and developing them, and so I, I can help you out here. And I, you know, I, I I can see how that gets sold. I think the the thing that's just funny to me is that it's like you're you're, you're picking a coach from college. Like the thing that should be the driving indicator is like, okay, I want somebody with fresh ideas who's you know mm-hmm. fresh out of college, who's got the 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 cutting edge X's and O's, who's you know doing the the, the whatever the, the 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 next thing is in, in the evolution of football like these guys are are fed into it because they're coming from college urban meyer's been out of college football for i don't you know however many years and then now he's also just bringing in more of the old boys club offensive coordinator yeah. types so yep. it's just yep. it, it's like i don't really understand what the, the appeal is other than his name is urban meyer yeah so obviously i belong to a lot of different fantasy football communities and dynasty football communities and you know earlier this morning landon uh, they were all excited, right? They're going back and looking at Urban Meyer when he had Curtis Samuel and all the, and, you know, Ezekiel Elliott and all these cool things they were doing on offense. And it's like, hey, let's get LaVisca Chenault running the ball 12 times a game. This is going to be really fun. And then it's, oh, we've got Scott Linehan. Everybody's going to run a million stop routes. This is going to be a boring offense. Probably a lot of, you know, passes to the running back, not a lot of shots down the field. And I think it just, I think for a lot of people that were even excited about Urban Meyer, I think this kind of took some of the wind out of their sails. Just because, again, Scott Linehan's fine, but the Jaguars aren't, they're not, hiring urban meyer to be fine right they're hoping that he's like the next yeah. jimmy johnson and this 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 offensive coordinator hiring doesn't feel like the next innovative thing it feels like more of the same exactly it's, it's more of the same and that's exactly how i feel we'll see how it plays out i know the discourse over the next couple months is going to be absolutely atrocious with should they take justin fields the former ohio state quarterback over trevor lawrence uh, get out of here with that. We're, we're not doing that. Uh, let's take one more break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk a little bit about Cowboys draft stuff. Uh, I wanted to tell you guys about our old friends at Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business that has been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in the how did you hear about it? How did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. I also wanted to tell you guys about Bet Online. There's only one place that has you covered with your bets and one place that we trust, and that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. 
Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Lennon. Um, I want to talk about Dane Brugler's latest mock draft that he put out on The Athletic. Uh, at pick number 10, he has the Cowboys bypassing uh, Patrick Sertan, the cornerback from Alabama, who officially declared today. Instead, he has them taking offensive tackle Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen his tape yet, but it, it's it's very, very good, and I'm yeah. excited for you to dive in. Uh, but in general, how do you feel about the Cowboys taking an offensive tackle at number 10, even if it's you know maybe one of the best players available? I don't, you know, I don't have an issue with it so much. Like, I, especially, I like Rashawn Slater. I mean, I've watched a little bit of him, but not too much. I haven't seen any all twenty-two on him, which is obviously very important with the offensive line. But you know, I, I, I think the, the the general thing that I have an issue with is is the kind of talk about trying to get rid of Tyron Smith for you know, I don't get it. cap space reasons. Like that's that's the thing that's totally baffling me, and 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 I. And I and if you're talking about that, you should really go look at his contract numbers. Like at, at the most, you, he's make he's only making uh, what, what was it like ten million yeah, this I, next year? I've got, I've got his cap numbers right here for 2021. It's 14 million, and then it's 15, 15, and then one million. They actually added a void year in there, but uh, for the most part, those numbers are pretty good. And as of right now, he's being paid as the 15th left tackle in the NFL. Yeah, and and what would he? What would what would they get if they cut him in twenty twenty one? Did you say like they'd only get like five uh, million they'd only, back? They'd only make five million. So yeah. uh, to me, it's like I understand he he's, he hasn't like if he wants to play and if he's healthy enough to play and, and those are those are obviously the two prerequisites that we have to figure out before we get here because it's true he's probably got the oldest thirty year old body I've ever seen, but. If he's healthy enough to play and he's wanting to play, even if you get half the games with him on that, who like cares? I, who cares? Like I think he's worth it. That doesn't preclude you though from drafting a guy like Rashawn Slater, and for all the reasons that I think other people have said, right? You could plug him in. Look, I like Connor Williams, but I think this guy, you know, is a is a better left guard right now, right? It's just because mm-hmm. of just of, who, of his physicality and the way he plays the game, um, and and then I think eventually you you uh, you have the decision to make him, kick him out to left tackle when when Tyrod's done. Or you know, in the in the chance that he's out and and that you need him to go out there, you, you've got that opportunity. I, I don't have an issue at all uh, with taking an offensive lineman. I think at that spot because I you know the the value is good, the especially positional value, uh, and then the talent value clearly is high. It looks like there's like at least uh, two or three of those guys, uh, depending on how you feel about the uh, the kid from Virginia, uh, Crenshaw. Bill- uh, Derrishaw, Derrishaw, yeah, Christian yep. Derrishaw. Depending on how you feel about him, uh, and I've I've watched a little bit of him. He looks like a, a very top heavy kind of Jason, J- not quite as athletic Jason Peters type, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, you know, it's depending. There's value up there, so I can understand wanting to take somebody at ten there. Um, and, but but I I think that this I, this reasoning of trying to save some money by cutting Tyron Smith, man, I, I'm letting Tyron Smith play every single snap that he wants to play, and he's physically able to play for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to sell or miss out on any of that. I'm certainly not trying to do it lose any of that mm-hmm. for five million dollars in space. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think there's any reason to move on from Tyron yet. You you'd actually want to wait one more year because if we get to the 2022 season, you can save 10 million by cutting him and only cost you 5 million in dead cap. That makes it a little bit more palatable to cut him and only save 5 million this year and then turn around and spend a top 10 pick on a left tackle. 
that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But um, we actually had this conversation a little earlier this season when we were talking about drafting inside the top four, right? And if nobody was going to trade up at four, do you draft Penny Sewell from Oregon? And I actually think this is a little different because I think Sewell is a, I don't want to necessarily say like a generational type of offensive tackle prospect, but this is somebody who was, you know, I would say at least one tier ahead of Rashawn Slater. So I like Slater. I just, I don't think there's going to be a, a massive grade difference between him and the best secondary guy. And considering how bad you need corners and safeties uh, and maybe even defensive tackles and edge rushers, you probably have to to draft a defensive guy there. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I, I I think I think position. I think I totally agree with the assessment that that there's a high chance that you're gonna like Sertan overall as a player more than Slater. I mean, you're right. But, like, but Sewell is a completely different about guy. Sewell right? versus Sertan. Yeah, Sewell is a completely different thing. Sewell is one yeah. of the only like like two or three elite elite players in this class so uh, and yeah and, and, and drafting Sewell would be like drafting Tyron Smith all over again he's a 20 year old guy who's uh, I as far as I know only given up or hasn't given up mm-hmm. a sack in college football so yeah I mean he's 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 generationally good I would say and the last thing that I want to bring up before we head out is in Dane's mock in the second round uh, he had the Cowboys selecting free safety Trevin Morig from TCU uh, I, I know you've seen the other safety at TCU a little bit, Darius Washington. Uh, did you did you get a chance to see number seven at TCU yet? Yeah, I've watched a little bit of Moreg. He's he, I like him a lot, and I I think uh, here actually, if you give me one second, I, I can uh, I can pull. Up he my feels notes like on him. the more well rounded safety, right? It, probably a little bit more of your typical safety. He's got the the yeah. bigger body, well, probably better in split coverages. That's definitely it, right? So my first note is meets all the normal thresholds for safety. I mean, I think obviously I was comparing him to what I was seeing with Washington. Uh, Rangy interested in his testing numbers, but he seemed to keep up with targets deep, good at the point of attack on jump balls, good hand-eye coordination. Uh, I like that he could change his speed. He had multiple speeds that I think was helping him with uh, some of his ang- angles. Uh, but mm-hmm. I do think that he his issues as a tackle is that he's a lunge, lunging tackler, uh, which you know, which is good for you know forcing fumbles and, and big hits but sometimes he lunges and can't finish the tackle because he gets his head down and doesn't finish uh seeing him struggle with breaking down and coming to balance with arriving as a, as a tackle that's yeah that's one thing you worry about with some of these he's kind of, and i where does he win i put he, he put i put ball hawking coverage safety mm-hmm. I, I think that he's i think he you know, with with those guys he's got the requisite size he's got the instincts he knows how to get the ball he knows the high points you worry about their ability not to either of one or two things right with their angles, with their with the the ability to know the angles and to take the correct angles from that, especially from that single safety high spot. But the other thing you worry about is, with, especially with these really athletic guys, is that they beeline to their targets and that they can't break down and make the tackle. And, and I think that that's more, that is more of his issue is not so much the angles, which is good because that to me that's harder to teach. Uh, but but he's he's got the angle part down. I think that the issue that I saw with him, and I need I need to do more tape, more games. But the issue I saw with him is more getting to when he gets the target, he gets there well, he takes the correct angle, he's lunging because he's not able to bring himself to a, a to balance to make the tackle, uh, and that could be problematic mm-hmm. eventually in the NFL. Yeah, these two TCU safeties are really good, and I think we're gonna have to spend a lot of time on them. Maybe we'll do a a whole show on just these two safeties and maybe another one. 
uh, Andre Sisko from Syracuse, who yep. I like quite a He's bit. He's on my but, list for sure. Yep. Uh, it, the, the funny thing is, you watch these Susatis, and there's like a legit six inch size difference between Morig and Adarius Washington. Like Morig's listed at six two, Adarius Washington five eight. And I think I think that's why Washington. You know, that's funny because everyone's been talking about it. I think honestly, that's why Washington's uh, stock is going to take a hit this year, or has taken a hit this year, yep. is because he keeps getting exposed in that TCU defense because they line him up one on one with guys, and he, you know, his size does matter, especially in the red zone. So I think he's given up some. Something like I, I I can't remember what the number is, but it, I thought it was like f- four plus touchdowns or five plus touchdowns this year in the red zone because guys they keep matching him up one on one in the coverage and you know to to be fair to him just don't use him like that yeah. you know like yeah. I, I I so I think that he's he's a guy who's I, and I think we talked about it or I tweeted about it or I can't remember what form we talked about but I think that he's a guy that with the cover three situation uh you know could mm-hmm. could really be especially valuable maybe more so than you know just any other system I don't know that he's like scheme agnostic I think he specifically would be better in the kind of scheme that we're looking to move back into yeah, so a lot of people I've seen compare him to like a Buda Baker type of safety. And I get that because the instincts are fantastic. But <laughs> but he's like legit two inches smaller than Buda yep. Baker and like 15 pounds lighter. So I think when it's all said and done, Washington's probably probably a mid-second round pick at safety. But that just happens to be where the Cowboys draft in the second round. Yeah. So. Uh, it's going to be a, a lot of fun to, to dissect these safeties, and maybe we'll get an idea over the offseason and free agency what type of safeties the Cowboys are looking for, uh, and maybe that'll give us a better idea of which of these TCU guys uh, they like better when the draft rolls around. <laughs> and then maybe we're also spending all summer talking about Earl Thomas again. Cause <laughs> I, please, let's not have that happen. Please, somebody just sign up so we don't have to talk about it. Or Jamal Adams. I, this is oh, oh, I, I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> Oh, man. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, As always, make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We really are asking our listeners uh, to rate us, review us. Please. Uh, Please, please do that. Um, You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.